1: This is a true Canadian love story.
0: We were meant to be together.
1: I can't imagine my life without you.
0: Honestly, he's a light of my life.
1: It's nice to be in that tractor beam of love. I'm her biggest fan.
0: I think I knew I'd lost my heart again.
1: I knew I wanted a marriage like that. Difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations.
0: Well, love is the most important thing.
1: Mackenzie is the love of my life and she is my greatest joy and she is my passion. And I know she's 16 years old and I won't have her forever, but every moment is precious. And I'm so, so grateful I made that split second decision to adopt my best friend.
0: Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. This week's love story belongs to Angela from Nova Scotia, but it also belongs to a grumpy cat named Mackenzie. This unlikely duo has garnered an enormous audience on social media, and now their unconventional love story has generated a nonprofit organization that's getting international attention and growing in leaps and bounds. And it all started with a leap of faith. This is the Canadian Love Map. Hi, Angela. I've got to tell you, we have never had a guest before who was famous for having a murder cat. (laughs) I
1: love when people (laughs) call her that, because I do too.
0: (laughs) Tell me about what's going on in your life right now. I guess that's the way to start. So,
1: great. Where to start? Uh, So I run a nonprofit called My Grandfather's Cat, which helps seniors and terminally ill people arrange homes for their pets before they move into nursing homes or pass away. And it was founded, or I guess inspired by my experience Experience adopting my grandfather's cat, Mackenzie, who can be grumpy and growly, and I coined the nickname for her of a murder cat, because she, she always seems to, like, that's her goal, is to murder. Um, and she has this growly meow that just sounds like somebody, like she's going to murder somebody, so I made the mistake of once on a TikTok calling her a murder cat, and then from there, that's that's become her nickname is the murder cat.
0: Well, uh, Mackenzie, the murder cat has quite a following, as do you. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about numbers. So I think we have about 400,000 on
1: TikTok. Uh, Mackenzie on her personal Instagram has 33,000. Um, and then our organization has almost 20,000 across our channels.
0: So That's incredible. I think but we're you've had... half a million. I was going to say you've had views in the millions, right?
1: Yeah, we had one video that hit uh, 46 million views on TikTok. It was insane. I think in total, our videos have gotten over 50 or 60 million views. I stopped counting at
0: 46 million. That is incredible. Okay, so let's go back. Tell me how this all started. So this all started in December
1: of 2019 when my grandfather passed away. Um, by the grace of God, I was living in Toronto at the time, planning to move home to Nova Scotia. And my grandfather passed away, and he left behind his 14-year-old grumpy, growly cat, Mackenzie. And everyone in my family either, like, traveled a lot or they had pets themselves, and she wouldn't get along with other animals. And there was truly no one to take care of her. So I, without thinking twice, said to my dad when he called, I will take Mackenzie. And he said, no, like, we'll get, like, if you want a cat, we'll get you a sweet cat. Like, we'll find you a
0: good cat. But what was your grandfather's relationship like with Mackenzie?
1: Um, It's interesting because Mackenzie was my grandmother's cat and she uh. passed away a year before my grandfather and Mackenzie and my grandmother had a great relationship, but she wasn't as much my grandfather's cat until my grandmother passed away. And then it was really, it was the only, the two of them in the house. So they were forced to be friends.
0: But, and Mackenzie was also, a, I suppose, a connection to his yeah. late wife.
1: Well, exactly. And that's one of the reasons he never put himself on a list to go into a retirement home is because he knew no one would take Mackenzie. And he even left twelve hundred dollars in his will to whoever would take Mackenzie as a like, I guess, incentive because he oh, loved wow. her so much. And he ended up dying in a hospital, which is awful. Um I clearly have a hard time talking about it um, because of Mackenzie and Mm -hmm. then my parents and my sister and I, my aunt, and we were there trying to decide what would what would happen to her. And without anybody in our family to take her like we were calling around, my mom posted on her personal Facebook. But at the end of the day, there, there was no one except for me. So I made a split-second decision to take her, and like I said, my dad was trying to convince me to get a sweeter cat, and I said, no, I want Mackenzie. I have to do this for him. I will take Mackenzie. And then my parents got a great surprise when Mackenzie and I both moved in with them when I moved home from Toronto. <laughs> uh, we moved into the basement. We were, I was only planning to stay a couple months um, while I kind of... Got reacquainted with the city, learned what kind of areas I wanted to live in because I hadn't lived in Halifax since I was in university. And it was three years later. So it was a completely different city. The city grew so fast. So mm-hmm. then COVID hit and I'm immunocompromised. So my parents and I said, it's probably best I stay here until I kind of get like we get through COVID and we can laugh at this together. But we were like, oh, it'll probably only be a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And this will be, yeah, we can laugh at that. Um, And it will be over. So that was our original plan. And over the next year, of course, being at my parents' house um, with different waves and before there were vaccines and just everyone was so scared, um, Mackenzie and I really got to know each other. And I started sending videos, mostly Snapchats, to my girlfriends. Just saying, like, here's the funny thing she's doing, her little growls and and things like that. And I saved all these videos um, because I thought they were adorable. And then I went out and bought Mackenzie a harness. And we started, I started taking her in the backyard. You know when you're, like, Amazon shopping and you don't need to add that to your cart, but somehow it ends up in your cart? A cat
0: harness. A cat harness. That's a good one.
1: (laughs) So I started taking her. On little adventures in the backyard and things like that. And then on Christmas morning, of course, we were separated. This was um December of 2020. We were separated from our family and I couldn't see my aunt like we do every year on Christmas. So I took a video of Mackenzie and I that said, Can you say Merry Christmas to Aunt Liz? But we only got as far as can you say Merry Christmas before she swatted me across the face.
0: Which is the video you're referring to earlier. I have seen that and it is hilarious. It's hard not to watch it over and over again. It
1: really, I I experienced it and I watched it a hundred times over. So I thought it was funny. So I posted it on Facebook and said, Merry Christmas from my murder cat to yours. And so many of my older cousins were commenting like this should go viral as if you can just like check a box and something goes viral, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And one of my girlfriends had gotten really into TikTok during the pandemic. So I was like, well, maybe I'll post it on TikTok. Like videos seem to go viral there quite quickly rather than Facebook or Instagram. So I posted on TikTok and it got 75,000 views. And I was like, oh, huh, this is kind of like this is good. And how I'll, quickly? Um, within a day or so really so it was it was the uh, the only other video I had made was just like this little one of Mackenzie meowing and it wasn't even a TikTok. I had no idea what I was doing before then I consider this our first official video so I posted that on TikTok we got a few hundred followers and people were commenting because Mackenzie is not a common name for a cat they expect a cuddles or a fluffy or uh, (laughs) Luna seems to be very common too but one of those names for a cat and they said why would you name your cat Mackenzie and i started saying it's not my cat it's my grandfather's cat i took her when he passed away and people were asking for more videos so i was like i've got a years worth of videos i'll keep posting these so it was there were there wasn't a lot of thought behind this part of it rather than i was just posting these videos and it just happened
0: organically really. yeah
1: it was really organically and i was replying to people in the comments no i not i no longer do that um comment section of our
0: videos is quite scary these
1: days um but I was just replying to people in the comments and they were saying how they wish they could have adopted their grandparents cat because their grandparents cat ended up in a shelter or so and so on and I was Mm. like that's it's so weird I'm like there has to be an organization out there that helps seniors or is for seniors to help them arrange homes for their pets because we can't have been the only family that went through this and I did some research not more than 20 minutes and i was like huh this doesn't exist that's weird so at that point it really became a blur because it feels like a divine intervention and i have no better way to explain it than something kind of took over me and i knew what the website would look like i knew what the logo would look like all of that stuff just kind of came to me i was like we're gonna we're gonna sell merch and we're gonna do it like this and this is how it will work and i can have people help me and It all just came over me. Now, the actual running a business, registering a business, becoming a registered charity, all of that stuff became second. And my mom helped a lot with that. We're still waiting on a registered charity status. But it was, yeah. And I was just sitting there and I kind of had it all together. And I brought it up so casually with both my parents.
0: When did the name come up?
1: I think that came from the comments. I just knew. I just knew that's what I was going to call it. But I think that came from the comments of saying, it's my grandfather's cat. Yeah. So I knew I was going to call it my grandfather's cat. I knew I was going to call it MGC for short. And just from there, it kind of took off. And I remember it was a couple, maybe a few weeks beforehand. And I was like, I need a date to launch it. If I'm going to do this, I need a date and I need a date that it's going to be important to me. So I kind of looked at the calendar and May 18th is my grandfather's birthday.
0: Oh, stop it. You're kidding. I
1: was like, how like and i it already felt so meant to be and i'm not an entrepreneur like that should be made super clear i'm not a i never dreamed of owning my own business i never hated the 9 to 5 like i was never one of those people that wanted to be almost independent run their own business that was never me um and i saw this originally as a side project and i knew if i was going to do this i had to set goals for myself so i just my goal was hopefully we would help one cat in the first year and raised $750 to cover the cost of our website. So I saw my grandfather's birthday as May 18th. I, my grandfather loved his birthday. He loved everybody coming over and presents. He loved his birthday. So I was like, it's kind of perfect. And it fits so perfectly. So I launched it. And I made a little TikTok the night before. And at that point, we had about 20, 30,000 followers. Like, not a ton for TikTok by any means. And I... Posted the video on TikTok. I posted on Facebook. I sent out a little press release. Again, nothing big or super f- professional. Yeah. And I went to work, just like everybody else would. And I had a morning meeting that went a couple hours. Left my phone in the other room. and This is it
0: your day job, Yeah, right? I just went to yeah. work.
1: And yeah. I came out, and my phone was just blowing up. And all <laughs> my friends and family were texting me, and I had all these messages. And I was like, something went south. Like something went wrong and I looked and I was like, it was blowing up. The video had like, I can't even remember, it was about like eighty, hundred thousand 100,000 views. Um, our highest one at that point had had 400,000 and that took weeks. So I was like, how is this happening? And so many people were commenting like, I went through this, I went through this. And we had so many comments on Facebook and we had media requests and it was just snowballing. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't know what's happening. And I I got home that night and I said to my parents, I was like, this is like out of control. Like, I don't really know what's going on. And my dad said, hey, did you get any donations? And I was like, oh, I should check that because I wanted to make the $750 to cover the website costs." Right. And our merch had sold, like, I think we sold over 200 merch items Which I designed all the merch myself. Um, We use a third party supplier. So there wasn't a worry about stock or anything. And it was just, it was selling like crazy. And our first donation was $500 from a guy in New York that was so touched by by this. And I messaged him and literally said, are you sure? Because this (laughs) doesn't, like, you must have made a mistake. You must have not intended to donate $500 to us. And he said, no, like, this is this is wonderful. And he actually became one of my really close friends from that. And it yeah, it just from there, it's been a blur. Um, We now have 15 volunteers across Canada. We've done 28 adoptions, uh, both cats and dogs. We've been on CTV News, CBC News, Global, blog to people magazine. I was going to say, yeah, people magazine is our biggest one. But yeah, yeah. What started as just an idea I had while living in my parents basement just snowballed and we have so many followers and I get like we get anywhere from 500 to 1000 emails a week. Um, And most people are just asking us, when are we coming to their country? Like, thank you for doing this, sharing their story. And it's so Overwhelming and beautiful at the same time. And I really don't believe I've even created this most days. It feels like something Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the sidelines watching happen until obviously I'm asked to come into a studio and talk
0: about it. And it's like, yeah, that is,
1: that's my story. That's, that's my story to tell, but.
0: You know, yeah. the old show, The Muppets, how there were yeah. the two old guys in the balcony. Yeah. I can't help but think of your grandfather and grandmother sitting, watching this unfold oh. and chuckling. Well, have you thought a lot about that? <laughs> I think about it every
1: time Mackenzie and I go on an, an adventure. So during all of this, um, my adventures with Mackenzie have gone kind of out of control. She comes hiking with me, kayaking. We go for sunset walks on the beach. She goes to Starbucks and gets pappuccinos and bacon (laughs) at Tim Hortons. She loves bacon at Tim Hortons. And it's just snowballed. And every time I'm like sitting in the drive-thru with Mackenzie on my lap ordering bacon, and then we get up to the window and they say, hi, Mackenzie, and they greet her as like, she's a regular, like, granted, she's the only cat that comes through the drive-thru. So they know it's her. I just think all the time how they're just laughing at how ridiculous This whole thing is like they're just laughing. I know. Is her
0: behavior good when she's going through the drive through? She's. Or does she take a swat at you just to entertain them? She's an angel when she's on an adventure. (laughs)
1: She's the perfect little cat that sits on my lap and kayaks. But then when I'm like, okay, well, we're done. And I kayak to shore and I try to get her out. Then she screams. So because she wasn't done. And then we just go back out because Mackenzie Mackenzie rules like Mackenzie
0: determines what we do and where we go. So. I think we should insert right here in the finished interview, I think we should insert a quick scream from Mackenzie so that people really understand. (laughs) (laughs) I know they'll go to your TikTok as well. Turn down your volume, friends. (laughs)
1: Grandma's making popcorn. Do you want to watch a romantic movie? Well, we can cuddle. Cuddles and a romantic movie.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. I'm curious, Angela. You, I know, had a very difficult uh, Time with your health, you mentioned you're immunocompromised. How did that play into everything that's unfolded? So, yeah, in uh,
1: October of 2018, so I guess just over a year before I decided to move home and I adopted Mackenzie, I got diagnosed with a deadly case of pneumonia. I was dying from pneumonia at 24 years old and I was in the hospital for six days. And it was, I was very, very sick and I have a lot of long term impacts from that I have damage to my heart and my lungs I don't have bladder control that's super fun Um, just all these long-term impacts oh my hair fell out that was super fun too there are there's some left but most of my hair fell out Um, and I was in a lot of recovery and a lot of denial for a long time that I was even in recovery and the doctors were of course worried about my heart and they were worried about my lungs and I became severely depressed like unbelievably depressed and Mm -hmm. I was away from my family and while I had wonderful friends and a very supportive boyfriend at the time I was I was so so depressed and because the body I I knew as a healthy 24 year old feeling invincible against the world didn't exist anymore I was I was tired all the time I was exhausted I was overwhelmed I went outside in the cold and I could barely breathe it was all these different things that I, I wasn't me anymore and I was desperate to have that back. I went on every, like I tried everything. I went on every diet. I took every supplement as if a vitamin was going to cure lung damage. Like we can mm-hmm. also laugh at that together, but it's just different things like that. I was doing everything to try to Anything I found on Reddit or the internet, I was trying to make myself feel better. And it wasn't until I went to the doctor just for a follow-up and he was like, I think you're, he's like, did anybody chest, like talk to you about trauma-induced depression like that the trauma trauma like this can bring on so much like such a severe depression and I was like no I'm not depressed I'm I'm happy I have a great job I have great family I'm not mm-hmm. depressed I'm just a little sad and he's like well that's depression I
0: yeah, was like it's no. hard to own a lot of people yeah. I think have a very hard time owning that title they feel like oh no other people deserve to have that title well, but I don't. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that was I feel like people have talked a lot more about depression since the pandemic hit and a lot more people have become depressed, but which mm-hmm. is very unfortunate. But for me it was a very yeah, it was a very dark dark time and looking back on it now, I I didn't want to live to the next day. I didn't want to live at all and it took a lot for me to pull myself out of that hole, create healthy habits. Which again didn't help during the, the pandemic. And it was it was make the changes to my life that I needed to, which in that case meant ending a relationship that I that was no longer serving me and moving home because I wasn't happy in a city I used to love. And to be around my friends and my family and Mackenzie and all of that. And I'm just I, I look back on that time of I, I can't believe I was so so such a, it's such a dark place. It was so dark. And now there's so much light and so much joy and so much excitement, even if that's through making TikToks most days.
0: It's, and could you have ever guessed that that would be the outcome when you agreed to take Mackenzie? Never, never at all. I thought it would be her
1: scratching me across the face all the time. That is what I thought. And if you would like if you went back to when I was depressed and you would have told me you have to fight through this because you're going to adopt Mackenzie and go on adventures together and start a nonprofit and get international media attention, I would have laughed in your face. like I would have literally laughed in your face. I wouldn't have believed it. And it's just it just speaks to the dark times don't last forever. And it's it's worth coming through it for the light.
0: Yeah, you know, that saying it gets better. It truly you are does. You proof of it. Yes. That's for sure. Wow, that is such an amazing story. What is the future for my grandfather's cat? Well, as many people have
1: asked after the People magazine interview is when we're expanding to the U.S. Um, We're really working to develop a strong plan, get all of our ducks in a row to expand what we're doing to the U.S. Um, It's so needed in other countries, especially where they have kill shelters and especially like when there's not a lot of conversation about planning for your animal, just as you would plan for your child. Mm-hmm. And we also want to be more involved in those kind of conversations of, of planning, making sure people are prepared as much as they can be. And just to have that conversation, think about who would take your animal or maybe work to or no organizations like this exist and support them so they can be there if you need them. And yeah, so there's there's a lot of plans we have in place, a lot of dreams, a lot that Again, if you said to me right now, you'll expand to the U.S. in a year, I probably wouldn't believe you. But it's it's definitely a reality and we're
0: working to get there. But that would definitely be our next step. And what advice do you have for people who have an animal and they are realizing that their time with that animal is coming to a close and, you know, they need advice as to what to do? You know, when a lot of people reach out to us, it's a conversation I have almost
1: every day when they're looking for a home for their animal, it is the the biggest act of love and sacrifice and kindness that you can imagine, is knowing that they can't care for this animal and this animal deserves a loving and caring family. And by making that very selfish choice, not only will the animal thrive, but when you work with an organization like my grandfather's cat, we have what we call open adoptions. So... For a lot of seniors, especially the ones moving into retirement homes, they want updates on their pets. They want uh, pictures, and they want to be able to call or FaceTime and talk with them. And it's actually – it's built some beautiful, beautiful relationships. We have um, this lady that adopted the senior couple's cat and two dogs. She adopted all three of them together. And they have dinner every Sunday. So the seniors can come see their animals, and she has made two new friends. So – just creating that level of – an, or an opportunity to have an open adoption if people really do want one, it creates a lot of comfort for the senior. And then – because the thing is when your, your animal gets adopted out, you don't stop loving them. You don't stop caring for them. So it's it's made a lot of seniors comfortable. And, you know, there's nothing more the pet owners like to do or, you know, people with newborns like to do than send pictures of their child to everybody. Yes. So A lot of the times when people get a new pet, they love sending updates to the senior. They love keeping them in the loop. And it's built some really beautiful relationships. You know what? Um, We, a lot of people say what we do and what I see it as well is it's very empowering. It's empowering to have control of your own choices and decisions when you are at end of life. And we actually had this lady named Sherry, and I will never forget her and I will try not to cry. And she reached out to us and she had this cat named Hank and she was terminally ill with cancer and she knew she wasn't going to live a lot longer. And she was looking for a home for Hank and we were working with her. We had his profile ready to go. And she messages me and she goes, you know what? Hank has a home. I don't know how or why, but Hank has a home. And I was like, Sherry, are you sure? So I like gave her my information. And I was like, give it to your daughter, your son. And her daughter reached out to me about a month ago and said... Her her mom was originally not going to give like leave Hank to her her daughter because her right. daughter had two other cats and dogs like a herd of animals. And she took ended up when her mom passed away. She took Hank and Hank bonded with all of these animals. They've become best friends. She sent me all these pictures of like the stories on our website if you want to go read it of like Hank licking them. And now she has a piece of her mom with her with Hank. And it's just such a beautiful thing. Like some part of her knew without knowing that she didn't need to find a home for Hank. Mm
0: -hmm. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thanks for telling us your very unusual love story.
1: It, you know what it is. It is a very unusual love story because I call Mackenzie the love of my life all the time because she truly is like my sincere apology to my boyfriend, but Mackenzie is the love of my life and she is my greatest joy and she is my passion. And, I know she's 16 years old and I won't have her forever, but every moment is precious. And I'm so, so grateful I made that split second decision to adopt my best friend.
0: Angela, thanks so much.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centres. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. This has been a Podstarter Production. production.